Hey, my name is Bryce Watts, and this is the NF Ladies Podcast. This is a podcast where I talk exclusively to the women in the NFL to learn about how they navigate this life in the league. The players are always the ones in the spotlight, but I want to highlight the women who are the support systems behind the scenes. Let's do it. Lately, I've been feeling out of touch. Like nothing gives me that same kind of Welcome back to episode 31 of the NF Ladies podcast. I am here with guest Carly Teller. Hello, Carly. Hey, Bryce. All right. It's very excited to have you here. So let's start off by you telling me who your significant other is, how long you've been in the league, and what teams you've been with slash are currently on. Um, So I'm Carly Teller. My husband is Wyatt Teller. He is the right guard for the Cleveland Browns. He's on the offensive line, one of the big guys. And... um, we're in Cleveland right now. This is our fifth year in the league and um, fourth year with Cleveland. He was originally drafted to the Buffalo Bills, and um, he played his rookie year, his entire rookie year there, and then preseason training camp and preseason of his second year, and then he was traded to the Cleveland Browns. Very unexpected. We had actually just started dating, and um, which, fun fact, if no one knows this, The distance from, you could have never told me this, a girl from Virginia, from Buffalo, New York to Cleveland, Ohio is only three hours and it's all along Lake Erie. Like that's how big the lake is. Like that was the biggest thing for me. I was like, cause I, we had just started dating, but I went and helped him move. And I'm like, I had no, you could have never told me that Buffalo and Cleveland are that close and that's how big Lake Erie is. So if anyone ever wondered, it is huge. Um, So yeah, I came to Cleveland and we have been here now for four years, and we just signed a um, an extension last in the middle of last season for four more years. So that's awesome! Congratulations yeah. on you. that. That's huge. Being able to know you are going to be somewhere even the next year is so nice because you can make plans. Yes, it definitely gives you peace of mind. We bought our first house, you know, because like most women who listen to this know, it's very hard to commit to especially buying anything, even renting stuff. It's like, okay, should I get an Airbnb? Because you just don't know what's going to happen. So it's very nice to know that we can make, you know, make roots or set in roots a little bit, but nothing's ever certain. (laughs) Nothing is ever certain. I've had people who have commented on my TikTok videos or my Instagram saying, well, why don't you just get an Airbnb so you're not lugging all this stuff around? And like you were saying, Airbnbs are good options, but if you're going to be there for an extended period of time. And also people, Airbnbs are expensive. You don't understand if you want that ability to get up whenever you want, you're paying like thousands and thousands of dollars for maybe a smaller place, even if you are in like some obscure place where you would say, oh, it's not California, it's not New York, it's not expensive. But then being able to buy property, being able to live there, be comfortable and also just have that for the future, you know, you're investing in your future, you're diversifying your portfolio outside of just football or the stock market or something like that. So that's awesome that you get to have all of that after that contract, after you're able to sign the contract. Yes. It was, it was the first thing either we, other than, you know, our cars, we had never bought anything. And so it was really big for us. We had just gotten married and 
yeah, it's really nice just to be able to own something and call it ours instead of, I mean, we've rented, you know, Buffalo, Cleveland, three different places. And so, yeah, it's nice to know where we're going to be. I never realize how close everything is together on the East Coast because I'm in California. So it's like 12 hours all the way up California. Yeah. And then I'm like, oh, three hours, you can get to a completely different state. And that whole area, if you're playing a game there, is perfect. You can just commute there, hang out with the ladies, and then come back. Yeah, like this year we play in Buffalo, and I'm like, oh, I can just, you know, drive on up to Buffalo. And, like, we play um, the Steelers every year in Pittsburgh, and that's only two hours. It's east. Yeah. Um, (laughs) But, yeah, we – or I don't know where it is. But, yeah, it's only, like, two hours away, and so that's really nice. Like, there – yeah, that's one good thing about being in, like, the Midwest slash eastern teams. Everything's a little bit closer. Yeah, Detroit's, like, right down the – like, two hours away. Detroit too when when we were there for a little bit I was like oh cool I can go to all these games because they're kind of close and we're gonna have a car like I'm very comfortable with long drives so I'm like I could definitely do this throw on a podcast get some bang energy drinks and I'm good to go oh my gosh yes I yeah and I don't mind I'm from I'm from Virginia and so when we when Wyatt and I started dating and he came to Cleveland I didn't live here and so I made the trip it was like a six and a half hour drive and everyone's like why don't you just fly but I would by the time I mean by the time you have to book a connecting flight, I mean, I'm from a small area in, in Virginia, so I would rather just get in my car and go, and it's honestly kind of nice. So I'm mm. used to that. So, you know, going two hours away, it's not bad. Oh, especially if you did the six-hour drive. And, and you're All right, like a connecting flight, you're paying more. I mean, now gas is insane, so who oh knows gosh. how much yeah, that would come exactly. up to, whatever kind of car you have. But it, it comes out to the same. you got to drive to the airport. You're waiting for your flight. You're waiting for the connection. you got to get picked up. So it's like... Is it better? I just like the, the, the convenience of, oh, I just want to leave at 11. I'm going to get in my car and go. Then, yes. like, making a scheduled flight. Because we're all commercial people. I don't know whoever thought that we flew private all the time. I know. everyone That's crazy. Oh, my gosh. I saw something the other day on TikTok, and Cardi B was talking about <laughs> – did you see it? She was talking about flying private. And she was like, I, like, I fly private sometimes, but I don't really as much as people think because, like, Delta first class is great. <laughs> and uh, she's like, my ears pop on both planes. And I'm like, that's so true. Like, <laughs> why spend 30 grand on, I mean, of course, like there's special occasions, like, and if yeah. certain things or whatever, but no, we fly commercial all day. Yeah. I Super Bowl games, you got to get the whole thing. You got to get all the ladies in on it, right? Yes, yes, yes. I, well, I we haven't experienced wish. that yet. Have you been to a Super Bowl? <laughs> we, we got drafted by the Jets. So that should tell you all you need to know. They've been the same for the whole time that we've been in the league. But so you were with the Bills for one year after being drafted. How were you able to put down roots? That always confuses me when teams invest like looking at from an investment standpoint. Yeah. You're investing in a player and then you're like, nah, the next year. They're- Especially a draft pick. Like Yeah. Same thing happened with us. I'm like, you are wasting money. And they did that with like three or four of the guys that they drafted the year before. I'm like, this this isn't good business sense, I feel like. So what what's happening here? So so we literally, we met each other before Wyatt was in the NFL, but we didn't start dating until, um, until like the end of his time with Buffalo. So I didn't really spend time at Buffalo. I was there maybe two or three times. So, um, yeah, he just, when he was there, he rented, you know, and I'm sure in his mind, he thought I'm going to buy here one day because you totally buy in. That's another thing like Buffalo, like we like Bill's mafia and Buffalo, we still love them. I mean, they are so good to Wyatt and like so supportive. And on my Twitter, they're, they're super nice. Um, they have like a crazy fan base. 
but um, yeah, I think that he did. I don't know. It's like you, you definitely, when you're a draft pick, you buy in, but there's something about Buffalo. I mean, Wyatt said they literally do like a, um, like a Buffalo course. Like they, the rookies have to be in a class. I don't know if he was just making this up. I mean, I think it's true. He said they have to like learn about Buffalo. I mean, it's a whole thing. So he was so committed and he, he kind of like took, he's an emotional guy, but he took it personal because he loved it there. I mean, he was so close with the rookie class and it was kind of his first taste of like, okay, this isn't forever. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So then he got traded here and, um, it ended up being like the greatest thing that could have happened. And the, um, the GM or the owner, somebody with Buffalo actually just said in a press conference recently that one of his biggest regrets, this is like, this is true. One of his biggest regrets was trading Wyatt Teller. Wow. Because I mean, he came to Cleveland and just thrived. Like he did really well. So it worked out for us. Well, and and that's another thing too, is teams, depending on the coach, I feel like the younger coaches kind of understand this a little bit more is there is no player development. It's either you meet my expectations now or you're gone because you're expendable. But I'm like, you could have so much better players in the league if you just bought into, oh, this is a developmental player or even factoring in mental health to it and like the women behind the scenes what allows these guys to be on the field stress-free mentally clear and their body at 100 percent? it goes into all of this stuff so maybe yes it is a transaction maybe you are able to get somebody just as good or better but do you want them to stay in the league for three years or for 10 do you want them to be at 80 percent the whole time or 100 percent using their full capacity of what they have in them, which is so it's just interesting for me. And this is also yeah. obviously a girlfriend's perspective, like not seeing the millions of dollars behind it. But I'm like, come on, yeah. people like you need somebody rational like me on, on the team just saying, hmm, I feel like we could really do something with this guy and help his family out and help him out. That's right. And he'll help us out. So, yes, I, I agree with that. Like, I think that the guys play better. I mean, this isn't rocket science. The guys play better when they have a better support system at home and when the when the women and children and whoever that supports them when, when we're happy and we're able to support them, like everything's better. That's why I think there's like around the league with all the teams, there's certain cultures that are so much more known for being better, I guess, than others. Like, I mean, I'm fine. I mean, Cleveland is great. Like we're fine. But I mean, I've just heard so many, I've heard stories about teams where the women aren't as supported. And then I've heard some where it's like, Oh my gosh, like, you have to go pump. Here's a whole suite for you. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. so I think that, yeah, there's more to the success of the player than just the player, you know? Yes. Which it, I mean, nobody's going to listen to us, you know, no. we're just the women behind the scenes, but also I think that's the good thing about this podcast. I've been reaching out to different women who just got drafted into the league. Their guys are going different places, high draft picks, undrafted free agents so making that community so that it's across all teams because you are going to for the most part people are going to bounce around you know not everybody stays on the same team for an extended period of time so being able to have that community not just within the team organization but between the women is something that I would love to see and something that I'm trying to make happen with this and I mean just talking to different people about their experiences and seeing how they've navigated it, what teams they thought were really um, helpful during the NFL journey, just helping them out or us out during moves. 
is big and something that we appreciate and obviously the players appreciate. And then yeah. they're better on the field because there's less stress. This is what I'm saying, people. All comes around full circle. Yes. Thank you. I love that you're doing that because it's really like we're all, even though like we're on different teams, we're in the, at the end of the day, we're in the same boat. Like nothing is guaranteed. Our significant others are coworkers just in the same big business. And I mean, you never know who you're also going to meet. Like you and I could be on a team together in a couple years and like, thank goodness we met. And then you make connections. And like, I think that's also like, I try to be really genuine with the women that I meet because you don't know, like, you know, how, like what kind of mark you're going to make on them or if like a little bit of advice you give them could go so far. And so like, yeah, it's just, it's nice to connect with people like you who, you know, you get it. Mm -hmm. And it ends up meaning a lot. I just talked to a woman, a woman in uh, Atlanta and she didn't, hasn't had the best experience. And she's like, I saw your TikTok video and that's exactly how I feel. This is what we've been going through. This is what I'm going through right now. So I'm like, it could be, we could be on the same team in a couple of years. You never know. We may be in the same state. We can meet each other up even outside of the leagues. And just having this, I I hung out with her twice and I'm like, I would be comfortable seeing you again in three years and picking up where we left off. And it's just because you have that thing. I don't know if it's just me because I'm pretty personal with everybody. I just word vomit, whatever I'm thinking. I love that. Um, But you, I mean, you have that and it's kind of, for the most part, it's mutual unless, you know, you have some people who don't really want to get into the world, don't want to talk about football because it's mm-hmm. their whole lives and their significant others. So they just want to turn it off, which I completely understand too. But there is that connection. And if you see one person with the story, because we all have different stories in this, everybody thinks it's all the same thing. You get drafted to your team, you get let go. You're a terrible player. If you're on more than three teams, boom, you're done. Nobody wants to talk about it, but being oh, yeah. able and, to round out is great. And people all think that we just make millions and millions of dollars and there's no problem. And like, I mean, you wouldn't believe like, well, you actually would believe because you know, <laughs> on Twitter, the way that people, Brown's Twitter is like super active, which I guess every team has like there, but the way that people treat me, which I probably say way too much on there. I'm like, my husband's like, Carly, just stay off Twitter, but I'm just <laughs> a little bit mouthy. I just have things to say. Um, but you know, when I, I say things and people just be like, you know, shut up and like, you're, you know, you have nothing to complain about your husband makes blah, blah, blah. I mean, just because their salary is public, it's just not fair that sometimes we're treated like we don't have feelings or we don't have personal issues. Like you literally never know what these people are going through. Like just because someone that's not a professional athlete makes so much money. Like who knows what their wife or their children or their grandparents or whoever are going through. And so I don't know. I think that like meeting people like you and meeting like-minded women in the league, it's just, it's nice to be able to relate because people don't all see us that way. Mm -hmm. You know, they think that we're just all like, we have to have the nicest stuff and our life is so easy. Like it could end tomorrow, you know, you just never know. So and I've also been lately getting comments in this, the video that blew up about our journey where people thought I was complaining when really I was sharing our side of the story. Because you look at the Wikipedia, it says nine teams, but you don't know the story of the nine teams. You don't know right. what we went through. You don't know where we've been. You don't know anything behind the scenes. So just sharing that, the, the journey, and I've gotten comments where oh, the single mothers with two kids working three jobs, like have it so much harder than you. Why are you complaining? And I'm the person who 
I already feel bad for everybody who has it hard. So I'm like, I don't need to see this anymore. I am already so empathetic where I'm feeling that. But and not wanting to feel guilty and being happy with our position where we are, even if we are in free agency and we don't have the multimillion dollar contract. Like it's so relative to the position. And really, we're like at the bottom of the NFL, if you look at it like that, because we have moved around so much and there is no guaranteed contract for us. But being able to find that happiness and shift it in 2022 has been really big for us. It's mm-hmm. I mean, this this year, even though it hasn't been a great football year, it's been a great us year, which is why it's also great yes. that, that we're talking because you reached out to me a couple months ago saying that you would love to talk to me about mental health, mental health awareness, just mental health that you have gone through in your own experiences because we we all yeah. have gone through those experiences. It's not just one or two people who would find it useful, you know, to talk about mental health. It's it's everybody. So, right. Yeah, that was really great that you reached out to me. Well, and I think that the topic of mental health is like way more talked about than it ever was like when we were growing up, you know, like and I'm thankful for that because I feel like it, you know, it can be discussed and there's not like this big like cloud over you when you're talking about it. But, um, and same with the guys, like, I think that teams are better about it. Like, um, like the therapist that I talked to is actually the team's doctor. So, which like, I would suggest if there's any girls listening to this that are like ladies in the league, like if you don't, if you're in a new city and you don't feel comfortable, you should use those resources that the team gives to the guys because, that's for us too. Like, you know, we're family. And uh, I mean, that helped me so much. Like I needed my, just, you know, like my daily anxiety medicine and I was, I was about to run out and whatever. And I met with the team doc, the, he's a doctor, but, um, I did like a therapy session with him and it was like amazing. Like I thought I was just going to go do, you know, get my prescript, my prescription, but he was wonderful. And I hope that I, I only I'm biased because I, I mean I only have experience with the Browns, but I hope that other teams would provide that too. I know the NFLPA they give you like six or seven free sessions. I don't know if that's just couples counseling, but they mm-hmm. do stuff for the guys. But the teams they don't really have a sit unless you're a rookie maybe, and they'll warn you about women or about what to do with your money. I know that was like a class right. that he went to, but they don't talk about the mental health aspect. And I hope that now that this has become more of a topic of conversation, that that starts to be the case more often it's not just the nflpa saying it but it's the actual nfl coming out and saying it and they've they've been opening up a little bit about different things you know they had all their logos for for gay pride um so they're doing more stuff to be a bit more inclusive inclusive of everybody because football isn't just for straight white uh, males it's for everybody right everybody (laughs) everybody likes to watch football that's right yep so what do you specifically want to touch on with mental health because you are a mental health advocate you speak about this and you are very open about it and you said that your significant other your husband is an emotional guy so do you guys share that openness with each other and that willingness to talk about it that maybe other people don't especially a tough NFL guy you know emotions aren't good in the league but you shouldn't talk about them you should be tough the whole time so how is that going in your household and practicing what you preach so so Wyatt is like I said he's very emotional um he is extremely ADHD he was diagnosed when he was a little boy and it's and he's talked about it in interviews and stuff it's something that he's I mean struggled with like he's you know he's okay but he's been medicated forever he's just if you met him you anyone who knows Wyatt knows just ADHD um 
but he's amazing and you know he's very good at what he does and I always tell him I'm like if you take your medicine I mean you focus in your meetings and you're doing well so just keep it up um but I think that before like when Wyatt and I met and we started dating I don't he just wasn't super in tune with like um like mental health and like talking about it like his family they're I mean they're amazing people but I just don't think it was something a huge thing that was talked about and for me I'm very open about it just because I've struggled with like my anxiety and some depression since, I mean, not since I can remember, but like since I was a teenager and, um, I immediately, I, I like, I'll never forget when I met him, that was like one of the first things I talked to him about because for me, I mean, now I'm so comfortable with him, but when I knew I really liked him and, you know, it was going to go somewhere, I wanted, I wanted him to know because sometimes like anxiety can be so debilitating you need the people that you're spending time with to know like my best friends know like if if my anxiety is really bad like they know I mean they can tell my triggers but if I need to take a step back and things like that so I think that I just had to explain that to Wyatt and then he still loved me and he still you know wanted to move forward I'm like okay great he's not scared of me he doesn't think I'm crazy and um yeah so now it's like something that is very talked about in our house um like, I remember whenever I told him, like, I take Zoloft, which is, like, a really common daily anxiety medicine. When I told him I took that, he was like, oh, like, what do you mean? Like, is it, like, Xanax? Like, which, I mean, if I need Xanax, I could take it. But it's just, it just I, I tried to explain. It just kind of, you know, keeps me level, right? Mm. And, um, yeah, so I think, yeah, it just became normal for us. So it's it's been good for him because I think that he can relate more to people now and understand that, you know, you can look like you have it all and everything can be great, but you've got to deal with what's going on inside of your head or, I mean, nothing, nothing's going to work out. And so, I mean, and the same level, you know, he takes his, like I said, he takes his medicine for ADHD and I'm not sure exactly how that's categorized, but I would assume that that's mental health. I don't, I, I'm not sure if it is, but, um, it's your health. So, um, yeah, it's definitely discussed a lot more than probably people would think why it talks about anxiety, depression, things like that. So I think also there's a point where people it's shifting a little bit now, but you associate being emotional with crying, with being held back and depressed. You don't, you don't associate it with different emotions being um, anger, or if you're is neurotic, neurotic sounds a little bit rude, but, but you know what I mean? We're we're a little hair trigger. Like that is also an emotion. You can be emotional and be deeply angry. So if you're an angry guy, if you're a big, tough guy, who's angry, you're an emotional guy. You're feeding off of those emotions just because you're not like me crying at the shark tale movie. It doesn't mean that you're not emotional. Girl, this is the latest time. Like, they when they were laughing at him for being proud of his dad for being a tongue scrubber, oh. I was like, those fish kids are so mean. My boyfriend's like, what are you crying right now? Oh, my gosh. Like, yeah. if I'm about to start my period, I will literally cry over anything. Like, you could, like, yeah. That would make me cry, too. I totally get it. Don't watch the watch the fish kids scene because oh it will gosh. tear you up. He's just proud of his dad. Why are you guys making fun of him for being proud of his dad? Anyway, <laughs> it really hit home. The fish really hit home. Um, but I'm starting to write them down. These ridiculous moments when I'm crying. The Colgate commercial. Don't even get me started. Have you seen that one with the blind child? 
No. They wouldn't let him sit with them. Also, I'm like, he can't see you, so why are you covering the seat? And then he smiles at the end. So it's Colgate. Smile bright. I'm like, why would you do this, Colgate? This is <sighs> this is so mean. So just don't trying watch to that one. Just really hit us where it where, where it hurts. hurts. Where where I cry. Yes. If it's on, Chad will be like, don't don't come in the room. Don't come in the room. Like, is it the Colgate commercial? Oh my gosh. It's like all the Super Bowl commercials. There's like the really funny ones and the ones like what are the is it Budweiser, like the Clydesdale ones where there's like the dogs and Oh, I don't know. You know, it's like super one. emotional. It's just like they know how to get you. The beer commercial is trying to hit See, you where but it now, hurts. But that's like smart marketing because now you're thinking about Colgate. I know, you know I've been talk I've talked about it maybe a dozen times to people when I'm like, yeah, this made me cry and it was ridiculous. So good job, Colgate. I guess yeah. you did what you're supposed to. Yeah, they by did. making me cry. Rude. Okay. But so we talked about you guys meeting right after he was with the Bills. How did you guys meet? And you guys, this is coming on a little bit after over a year of you guys being married. So tell me how you guys met, what the story is, and how he proposed. Oh my goodness. Um, so <laughs> this is fun to say because I haven't said it in a while. So we met, so um, we're both from Virginia and we went to Virginia Tech, but I'm four years older than Wyatt. So like um, we have a spring game, you know, how like a lot of team, you know, like a lot of schools will have their spring game in the spring. And a lot of times alumni will come back and that type of thing. So he was um, about to go into the draft. So it was like April before the 2018 draft. And I was in... Blacksburg, Blacksburg, Virginia, where Virginia Tech is, with um, just some of my friends and, you know, go, for the spring game, just fun weekend. And we met at our favorite bar, which is no longer there, Big Al's. It's like the best bar ever. Um, we met there, hit it off, you know, talked that night, whatever. Um, and like, no bad blood, like, no, no hard feelings. It just didn't work out, right? So, like, I always tell people that's, that is technically when we met, where we met. Um, but we didn't reconnect for about another year. So he got my number and then an, about another, like a little over a year later, I was in Mexico with my mom and you know, when like you get a message from someone and it's like someone you haven't seen in like, like a year and you're like, Oh my gosh, why tell her? And he texted me and I just remember I was so happy, but, um, yeah. And my mom said, why don't you, you know, he asked me to come visit him in Buffalo. I was like, I don't know. She's like, well, you know, him, like just go have fun. You know, don't worry about it. You know, I was obviously single. I went to see him and then we just, that was it. We just, you know, started dating. That was like the very end of his time in Buffalo. And, um, yeah, then we came to Cleveland and I commuted, you know, I, I, we did long distance for a little bit. I lived in Virginia at the time I was, I managed an Aveda salon and spa for like six years. That was my life. And then conveniently with COVID, everything shut down, not conveniently for the world, but for me. Um, cause I don't know how I would have left. Cause I, it was like, my job was everything to me, but we shut down and it just worked out. And I came to Cleveland with him and he proposed at first energy stadium. I think I sent you a picture of it. It was like, it was pretty cool. Um, I was so proud of him. Cause like, this was during, like everything was shut down. We had some fans, but I just never thought he would pull something like that off because you couldn't go anywhere. Like you couldn't do anything. And he did so good. The video is really cool. If anyone's listening and they want to go watch, it was cool. So yeah. I love stuff on the field like that. It's so cute. Like the engagement photos and every, yeah. everybody who does that on the field, I'm like, 
I, I want to do some big announcement photos. It's so cool. Nobody gets to do that. Okay, well, that'll be you. I, I mean, I was surprised because anyone who knows Wyatt is like, I mean, I love him and he's so good to me, but, and he's an amazing person, but he's just <laughs> not, or he's not organized. And I don't think anyone thought he would pull that off, but I mean, they also have a lot of help. Like, think about it. Like the guys just, they know people. Yeah. And so, yeah, it was amazing. And so he proposed on the 50 yard line at the stadium. There was like this whole, it was playing a Taylor Swift song. I'm like a huge Swifty playing a Taylor Swift song. And my sister had made a video that was up on the jumbotron of all pictures of Wyatt and I, and then he got down his knee proposed. And then all of our friends had like, were waiting for us and had a little party and yeah. And then we got married. We were engaged December of 2020 and we got married April, 2021. So we did it really fast. That is fast. How was that whole process? I mean, planning all of it, was it just a whirlwind of stuff? It was like, I mean, we did a really small wedding convenient, like because of COVID, I knew I told, you know, I was like, okay, either we're going to do it now really quick and just have a small wedding or we're going to, it's going to take over a year if we want to even try to have a good, like a big amount of people. And so we just both agreed, like, let's just do something small. And we had 35 people at a resort in Key Largo, Florida, and it was so perfect and, you know, intimate, but also we had our immediate families and our bridal party and it was, it was everything. It was perfect. So, I mean, it was hard. I mean, I guess it was hard to plan, but I just kind of did it. That's surprising that you were able to do it because everybody was pushing back their weddings and they were pushing back two years. Florida was like a whole different world. (laughs) I mean, I do remember. Yeah. They just did whatever they wanted. And so we knew we needed to stay in the U.S. just because, like, because my dad's health is bad and we couldn't travel. And, um, yeah, so we chose Florida. It was beautiful. I put some pictures. I sent you some of those pictures, too. Thank you for doing that, too. Nobody responds to the email, yeah, with, with any photos. So I'm like, I want to post some stuff of you guys on the account to announce your episodes. But thank you for doing that, for yeah. responding with so many great photos. Well, I was inspired whenever I, I was, like, stalking your Instagram. I'm like, okay, wait, <laughs> she is so cool. And she, like, you and your boyfriend are so good. Like, I wish Wyatt would do TikToks or reels with me. I, like, I'll, like, come up with all these good ideas, you know, I'll be, or, like, copy someone or whatever. I'll come up with ideas. I'm like, Wyatt, let's just make this. Let's do this, please. And he's like, absolutely not. So go your boyfriend because he's a trooper. He, that was maybe a couple months ago where he just started. I'll just, I mean, you've seen the video. So he's just in the background and I'm doing something. I'm like, just stand here. And that's why he looks so confused. Cause I don't tell him I wait for it to be on TikTok, And I'm like, look, this is, this is what I was doing. He's like, that's why you made me look like an idiot in the background. I'm like, yes, that's exactly what I did. Oh, you are (laughs) genius. I mean, you guys are so good. I think that just using like being content creators and using the platform that you have, like. I don't know. I, I'm so fascinated by it. Like I, I met a couple people like, so we, um, Allison Rochelle that I don't know if you know her from TikTok. She and her husband, Isaac are so cool. And he just signed with the Browns. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, I want to make a TikTok with Allison. I, they're just, I, I don't know. I think it's like some of it's so like cheesy and funny, but like, um, you, did you have, sh- uh, Shannon, is it Shannon Johnson on here? Ch- Shannon. Yes. Shannon. Sorry. I, I had her. Um, she is so cool. And I just think that their whole like presence on TikTok and the way they almost like, I think some people don't get it when that's fine. Everybody else does the way they like make fun of their life, Mm -hmm. but they're so obsessed with each other. I mean, it's brilliant. 
Well, and, so and cool. on her episode, we talked about it too, where you play into the stereotypes, but then she's also yeah. showing the reality of what it's like behind the scenes. And what's great, and I touched on in her episode, is he was undrafted. So in the oh, eyes of yeah, in the eyes of the fans, I would say he's quote he's a nobody, based on what other people would think. Like we're free agents, we're nobodies, we're not on teams. But see, but like to me, I'm like, oh my gosh, you guys are so cool. Like I know exactly who y'all are. But and that's the thing too. It's creating and what they managed to do, which I told her is so impressive, is you guys created a fan base for people who weren't just interested in what he did. You guys made people yes. interested in who you are as people, which is why I'm like TikTok is so great because we're not on team, a team, and people are still like, oh, you guys are funny. Oh, this is hilarious, and I'm always messing with him. So I'm like, I might as well put it on. So you're becoming more of a like three dimensional person than just what people see of the polished just football. Photos. Yeah, and it's great because people actually start to be a little bit nicer and care a little bit more about the person behind the lifestyle. So it's a great tool. Highly recommend you standing in front of your husband just doing stuff and being like, just be confused. Just just stand Okay, there. I'm going to do something one day and then I'm going to tag you for inspo. Yes, yes. I, I need to post more right now. It's just with oh, the move and everything so happening. <laughs> oh, I think, that, yeah, I think that you do. I mean, it seemed like you post a lot, but yeah, with moving, that's got to be hard. Where, do, where are you guys at right now, California? Yes, we're in Southern California. So we have a place down here we were able to come back to, luckily. Um, okay. We just got it, like, the beginning of this year. So it's nice to be able to have a place to come back to, and we did it for this reason. So that's your home base? Yes, Southern oh, California. that's so nice. Yeah. Like, oh, my gosh, that's so awesome. See, we don't really have that yet. Oh, so you're a California girl. I'm a California girl, and he's actually two hours up from where I grew up, and we met in college. So it worked out perfectly. Okay. And we love the area down here. So we, yeah, and we finally have a home base. So you guys don't have a home base right now. It's just in Cleveland. I know everyone's like, oh my gosh, how do you live in Cleveland? But we're, um, and I mean, yes, the winters here are rough. And, but we're both, like I said, we're from Virginia. Wyatt's from Northern Virginia. And I'm from Southern Virginia, kind of close to like where Virginia Tech is, Blacksburg, mm -hmm. um, outside of Roanoke. And um, we're both from areas that aren't, that are pretty small. Mine's, especially it's really tiny. So being in Cleveland, I'm like, okay, I've got an airport. I've got, you know, Starbucks here and there. I mean, it's, it's all about perspective. You know, you grew up in California, so you've got, I mean, it's huge, you know, people, and I get the people from like California, Texas, Florida, you know, New York people that are like, I could never live here year round. But I think that we're just so used to, we're used to four seasons. And um, so yeah, we're fine, but we will eventually end up, we'll, our home base will be Virginia, somewhere down there. And that's definitely tough, having to move. Do you guys stay there during off-season since you do have a home base or a, a house there now? Or do you yeah. travel back to Virginia? Well, so we were – no, we stay, we stay here. So we were um, – Wyatt's second off-season when we were still – when we first started dating, he lived with me in Virginia. This was during, um, like, lockdown. Remember, like, everything was closed mm – -hmm. Um, so he did do an off season in Virginia, but now, yeah, now that we bought our house and we've got our dog and, you know, we're just kind of, we're here for now, but we, yeah, we won't always be, we'll get a, we'll build something, but it's tough. It's hard it, to commit to everything at once. I'm like, you yeah. know, just cause you get paid people doesn't mean you have to just buy and buy and, you know, have all this stuff. Well, and it's also there not really getting paid right now in OTAs and training exactly. camp. They don't get paid. So you're, you're living off of what you have saved. We, yes. 
you know, we went to OTAs. We had to move twice. I drove like we hit a deer. We ought to get my car fixed. It's in Georgia. So it's like all of these expenses and you're not getting paid during that time. And if you don't work like I don't right now and you're just moving, it's you got to be smart with it, especially if you're maybe one of the guys who doesn't have those crazy contracts. So. Yes, just buying house here, buying house there. Those are still investments, and houses are expensive. Cars are expensive. Everything yes. is so expensive, especially now. right now. Yes, it's so crazy. I'm like, thank God we just paid off my car, and we have two cars, and we just got a place. I looked at the rent; it went up by three hundred dollars for this place we're in, like oh, yeah, it, with the that. new year. So it's crazy. Yeah, it, it it is hard to commit to everything across state lines, even when mm-hmm. you just don't know. But thank goodness for your contract that. You guys just were able to sign and you got a place, a home base to actually be comfortable in. Yeah, it's we definitely do not take it for granted because I meet so many people who and I've made so many friends, you know, who have been. I mean, I I know some kickers and like backup quarterbacks that have been on, I mean, like 10 different teams. Like I met a girl last year. She was so amazing. Her husband was the kicker here. And I think in one season, don't quote me on this, but I think that they were on like four different teams in a season. I'm just like, oh my gosh, like I just feel for those people. So I never take it for granted. I'm like, you know, we appreciate everything that we've been blessed with for sure. That was us in 2018. How many teams teams. were you on? Four? Jets, Patriots, Titans, Broncos. Mm. Yeah. So we just went all the way across. It was a bit wild. Oh my gosh. Well, you're amazing. See, that's another thing. People don't. People don't think about the might. I don't know. It's just me saying this, being sensitive. But people don't think about the women and, like, what all we go through. Because literally, you have to, like, everybody thinks we have it so easy. You have to pick up and move everything. That's And imagine, like, the women with, like, we don't have kids. Imagine yeah. the women with multiple children. And then, you know, what if, God for, I mean, what if you have kids that are, you know, in school and then it's moving them and there's so much to it. And then it's also stressful on the on our significant others and we need we're we're their backbone like we need to support them it's i don't know i just think that if people were saw more like you know the insides of it all like we do they would realize it's not just all rainbows and sunshine you know and that's what social media is for now for us but i i actually just i wrote this down and you know, you get people like in our position where why do you keep moving with him? Why do you bring this stuff there? Why don't you just stay home where that's the easy answer? But why do I have to temper my happiness and me wanting to be close to him to our situation? If I want to do right. this to be as happy as I can with him, I'm going to do it. I, You know, because there's always the what ifs, what if, why do you do this? You're making it hard on yourself. This is your fault for moving. But I mean, I'll, I'll bury, I'll, I'll carry the brunt of that move because it's worth it because I want to be a part of this with him. I want to be able to be there when he gets home. I want right. to do something with him outside of football. So, you know, cause then there's the mental health aspect that goes into it. If they're mm-hmm. constantly thinking about football, that can be a little bit toxic for them. Mm-hmm. If, you know, they're focusing on a drop pass, if they're focusing on a missed kick, it's just, and, and this is what we've chosen to do. So when people ask that, I'm like, okay, yeah, this it's is not my just, answer. It's not just us being like, oh my gosh, I want to be in that city because I need to be with my man. Like, they need us. Like, support is, I mean, like, you know, you're his support system. 
every day. And there's like, there's so much more that goes into it than just getting cute for game day and going to games, you know? I have so many game day outfits next to me that I haven't gotten the chance to wear because we were moving around last year. Oh. I have a cricket, so I like made the whole thing and I have I have everything on lock, so I'm ready for it. Oh my gosh. I, I got a cricket and it like I, I'm like psycho. I'm well, I'm like like, you know, super anxious. And so I tried to be good at it. Are you really good at it? I don't know if I'm good. I go on Pinterest and find inspiration and do those ideas. So I actually got a pack of like really big, large t-shirts of six black, six white. And I just put stuff on it and, you know, you could make it a crop top so I can style it different ways that I found, make it like the poofy shoulders. So you have the top to really make into anything. And then I got the cute little like stylish tops too. So I did, cute. I did everything. So I actually have a video of it on YouTube. If you want to see oh gosh, the, length that I went, the obsessive length that I went to was ridiculous, yeah. but it was fun. You find cheap stuff at Ross, like little yes. neutral colors, all neutral colors. Cause yes. you know, my situation's crazy, but yes, I fully recommend to go all in on the cricket game day outfits. Okay. I'm going to be better this year. <laughs> That's what I was going to say, too. You have great game day outfits. How do you find pieces? And and I love to when we as ladies also support the smaller businesses that yes. do stuff. And it's not just like fanatics and we wear one size fits all stuff. But right. we accessorize and personalize to our guy because this isn't going to last forever. And being able to do that is so it's so fun. to do. Oh, that. my gosh. It's like my favorite part. Like, as I'm saying, it doesn't matter. It, I love it. <laughs> Um, I, well, I try to support local Cleveland businesses first. I have a girlfriend, Emily Roggenberg, who has an amazing clothing line in Cleveland. It like blew up whenever, um, the Cavs won the championship in 2016. It was a very big deal for Cleveland and her brand blew up. So I try to, I wear a lot of her stuff as far as like local Cleveland brands. Um, but honestly, I just like through Instagram and TikTok and stuff and just following other wives and girlfriends, I've found like so many cool, you know, a lot of the girls honestly have brands, but you know, I, I, was, I said something about Allison earlier, but she posted one, you know, one day suggest, you know, anybody have any suggestions for game day outfits? And then she got so many responses. So then she shared all these small businesses. So I followed a bunch of them. And I mean, like sometimes you're going to spend a little more, but you're supporting someone and yeah, that's, that's my favorite. And it's normally a lot cuter than the stuff you would get on, like you said, like fanatics or NFL.com or whatever. Um, yeah. yeah. So I, I try to get a little creative last year. I did. Okay. I don't know. I, that's really nice of you to say that I had good game day outfits because I feel like some people we're in Cleveland. So it's, it's very blue collar. Um, mm. you know, there's definitely teams. Girls have told me there's certain teams where they do, you know, all hair and makeup and get super glam. And I think that's so awesome but that's like not the brand in Cleveland at all. We have like a very low key group. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I try to, you know, do some fun like shoes or something, but my friend, my best friend in the league, Emily Mayfield, she did a game day look every day last year, every home game. And it was just so awesome. She did, you know, kind of almost like a lookbook of all of her looks and she would tag all the brands. It was just a really cool idea, especially for like a, a quarterback's wife or someone who's like super well known on social media. Um, it's a really cool way to just, you know, spread the love to the small businesses and stuff. So I'll keep trying to do that. That's very cool. And, and I was actually going to ask you if you guys all get in on these game day outfits, because you guys look 
pretty coordinated and like very, but very different and cute and chic. Is it chic or chic? But chic, you look very chic on your photos because you have a group of ladies that you guys just, you go for it. And I love it. We have to try really hard because, you know, our colors are brown and orange and it's pretty much the worst colors (laughs) in the league. I mean, I was... You know, it's not all about that, but I'm like, gosh, what am I going to do with brown and orange whenever we first came here? But it, you know, it works. But honestly, brown's kind of trendy right now, so we've made it work. Um, yes. But yeah, we've done some like matching stuff. I'm actually really sad because a lot of my girlfriends, again, like it's the way it works. We have so many different um, girls this year and, you know, it's just the way it is. So we'll see. There's always new people to meet. And I think that that's just like the beauty it's like a blessing and a curse, you know, you meet great people and then sometimes, you know, it's just the, the way the business goes, but you always cherish those connections. And maybe you see each other in the future. I, yeah. That happens so much more often than people realize. Yeah. I had that where there was a lady on the jets. She's actually my first guest, Melissa Qualley. And we never. Oh, I follow really her. I think there. she's O line. Is her husband O line? Yes. Yeah, we're like a special club of O line girls. Yeah. I feel like you know. The I big, love that. The big guys. She the... said that too. Like when when I was there, she's like, "Yeah, we we kind of stick together with each other." It just certain positions have that type of bond. Like yeah. we hang out with tight ends just through like our roommate in, in Houston, and, yeah. but not receivers. We don't like hang out with the receiver quarterback group it's like the tight ends that he gravitates towards he's the little guy out of all the guys okay it's interesting to see the different groups of people and like how you kind of glob onto each other because you know not all positions even are on the field at the same time you don't see everybody on the field every day which as a soccer player I'm like you haven't talked to this guy he's like I never see him I know I'm like Wyatt can you ask this one guy that like uh, like a defense guy said something the other day I'm like, do you ever even talk to him? And he's like, I mean, I have, but they just, yeah, yeah. especially offense and defense. They don't like our whole entire offense just went on a trip to the Bahamas. Like this new quarterback that we have just took them all the entire offense to the Bahamas. That was very over the top, very nice. But, um, and I'm like that poor defense. <laughs> they, I mean, not poor defense. They're fine. But I'm like, geez, they can't have anything. He, but yeah, it's just the way it is. Did a really big um, Halloween bash. I wasn't there. It was really fun, apparently. And he's very generous with the guys on the team. Like, little gifts will just show up. I'm like, this is so sweet of him. Just because not everybody does that. You hear different stories about different people. And, you know, because they get the, the yeah. linemen. The quarterbacks get the linemen a gift, yes. usually. That's not always the case. But you usually. hear stories of going all out. And then you hear stories of not going all out. It's just a bit. And then the the what's it called the the limit for like a secret santa or something for teams during christmas so it's these what, little what traditions have you we've only had one and the limit was 500 okay and it was with the broncos i don't know this isn't bad to say right i don't know how much no. i should or shouldn't care no <laughs> i don't share. think it, I, I don't think it matters <laughs> i think people would probably expect it to be more cuz they yeah. think that everybody just spends millions of dollars um yeah, that's how I know that always that surprised me too, especially when we when we first when or at least when I first came into the world of the NFL, I'm like, mm-hmm. "What? You're spending that much on a Christmas gift?" But, you know, it's all fun. And the rookie, the rookie dinners especially. Oh, I know. Those poor guys, they just make them spend all the money on 
do they do that? I guess that's a, t- I guess that's a league wide yeah. thing. It's a thing. It's a huge yeah. thing for everyone. I know, I think Chad, his second year, he said the guys brought out a fake check that was way more than the actual check. And the guy like freaked out and was so mad. And they were like, okay, this oh, isn't funny anymore. For the guys. <laughs> but he brought it back. Even Chad was like, oh, I thought it was going to be way more, but what was it like $1,100 or something? And they split it. Oh. Okay. No, that would be a lot for me personally. <laughs> yes. But like, I guess for yes. a whole group that that's doable. I know when you, and you hear, depending on the group too, like receivers, there's not that many receivers, six, six, seven max, I guess on a team at any one time. But if you're like a kicker group, you're probably, or a special teams group, special like teams, yeah. Yeah, you're kind of, you just got those, the, that group of guys and they, they have their own group too. Actually, that's right. the group that Chad hung out with too in Houston. Was the special teams guy. He, Chad he sounds like group. a great guy. Like every, like he just can hang out with all different types. He is. He's more of a mellow guy. But honestly, when we were in Atlanta, he's like, I've had at least five different guys come up to me saying, "Yo, I saw your girl's Instagram video or TikTok video. Like, you guys are hilarious." I'm like, "Okay, what hair flip? What do you?" Yes. He said, "I'm funny. We're best friends forever now." But yes, yeah, you guys kill it. Now I'm gonna go watch your YouTube stuff though i haven't seen that yet i don't post anything anymore i did it last year and then stuff started happening so it's like okay life got in the way i'm gonna start doing it though because now that we're in a place where it's not we're not just sharing when we are in a good place it's like sharing the highs and the lows because not a lot of people do that and a lot of but but a lot of people go through it so it resonates with people i've had a couple people one from a her fiance is a professional soccer player and she's like I saw your video it totally resonated with me and we kind of just chatted a little bit about our own experiences because I mean it's it's not just football players there's different sports who deal with this too I think hockey is bad too where they move a lot I don't know if it's hockey but there's other teams like it it is it gets well and then like baseball there's like so many levels to it you know like minor league single a double a triple a like yeah yeah, baseball is intense because they're mm-hmm. everywhere all the time. Like, I know. I always say that would like that would be like a such a tease to be like you know in at least in football it's like you either make it or you don't right like you mm-hmm. get drafted or or undrafted rather but baseball it's like they just really keep you hanging for so many there's just so many levels to it that would, and then it's I mean it's so hard to make it to the show and yeah that would be a hard dream to chase. I respect the baseball players for sure. Yeah. That one is a really intense one too. I I wanted to bring this up. So I see that you have on your Instagram bio business inquiries for Wyatt and you have an email listed. Do you run his social media stuff? Oh my gosh. It's like an ongoing thing. Everyone wants Wyatt to get social media because he's like, he's just, he's just a mess. He's funny. But he hates it. He's like very anti-social media, which I'm, I totally support it. I'm like, if you don't want it, and I've even offered him, like, I can run your social media. I'm like, you could get free stuff. He's like, I don't want it. I don't care. I'm like, okay. He's just not, he's very simple. He is who he is. And um, yeah, so I don't think he's had any social media since like college maybe, except like Snapchat. So that's why like my page, it's very just, it's very much me. Like all my stories mm-hmm. are just me. But uh, you know, I try to share a lot of Wyatt stuff just because like, you know, the Browns fans love him and I try to like keep everyone engaged. So that the, the um, email in my bio is actually our agent, Andy Ross. But, um, but yeah, a lot of times people will reach out to me, you know, if they want him to, you know, attend something or sign something. And unfortunately I can't always get back to people, but yeah. I try, but yeah, I'd say like, I mean, 
70% of the people that reach out to me are for Wyatt. Okay. So, yeah. And it's, is it from your bio or do they just reach out to you? Oh, they message me default? or like, yeah. Or I think my, or the biggest is Twitter. People are all over Twitter. I mean, so last Christmas I did, we had just resigned or just like got signed our extension and I tweeted and said, I want to send Christmas cards to Browns fans. DM me your address if you want one. And I guess I'm an idiot because it, <laughs> I mean, I never even got to the end of it. Like thousands, thousands. And so I ended up sending out a thousand. That was my goal. I was like, okay, I'm going to send out a thousand. And I still get people message me and they're like, I never got a Christmas card. Like F you like, I mean, people are crazy. And I'm like, anyway, so, um, yeah, social media. I kind of get why, why it's not really that into it. It's cause they can be cut through, especially on Twitter. Did you send physical cards or was it an yeah. e-card? No, oh I sent physical cards and I, and I, yeah. And I wrote them all. I didn't write the card, but I wrote, yeah, the address and everything. It was tedious. A thousand. Yeah. That's crazy. That's so funny. That I know. You did I look that back and, and I'm like, why did I do that? But well, you don't it, expect it. Oh, a th more than a thousand people. You're like, okay, who's going to see my Twitter? Probably you were assuming that. And then you saw it. Well, and then once so many people messaged me, I, I'm like, okay, Carly, you have to do it. So, but people were really sweet and they appreciate it. And like, you know, I made sure that any fans that I could tell were Virginia tech people too. Like, cause a lot of people were, were also like college fans. So I made sure to get all of them, but um, yeah. So advice to anyone, if, if you ever do that, which I don't think many people would prepare yourself. Oh my gosh, you probably well, had such a cramp. Hand oh cramp. gosh, yeah. <laughs> it took me so long, but I remember I actually had COVID for part of that. And so I was stuck at home anyway. And so it gave me something to do. Well, and I think too that, you know, when people are saying F you, I didn't my, get my card, they don't realize how much work goes into it and how the, some fans feel justified. Like I've had people like, oh, can he give me a signed jersey and gloves? Uh, thank you. Or like, no, oh. please or anything. I'm like, yeah, they buy their jerseys. They buy their helmets. Also, yes. also, we're not going to do that. Like, why are you justified to things that come off of my boyfriend's body? It's just, a, it's a little weird. It is. And I think that people just probably just try to, I don't know, just say anything just to try to, you know, get a response. But I was pretty bad about that. When we first started dating, I'm like way too nice and would just give in and send anybody signed anything. And, um, I've learned now I've, I, I've toned it back a little bit. My friend Emily was like, Carly, like you, you are a pushover. Like you've got to stop. Um, plus like their time and that kind of stuff. I mean, it's worth something. So it, yeah, I had to you, calm down. Well, you don't realize too how some people would take advantage of that. You think you're being nice and then they feel justified and then mm -hmm. they'll send, yeah. keep sending messages or mean. ask you questions. And then they're mean if you don't. So it's like, why am I doing you a favor, stranger who I you know, who just DM'd me and you're going to sit there and talk mess about me or my significant other. Cause we, yeah, we get the brunt of some stuff for no reason. It's like, I, I'm not out on the, I didn't do anything. Why, why are you throwing hate at me for my silly yes. video or whatever that, it may be? That's another thing. Like going back to mental health, I would, I think that probably so many women in the league deal with things they don't even really, like, I think they're probably going through so much that they don't express and that's fine. Nobody has to, but I try to always like not just posting quotes and stuff, but I try to be really open and real with people when it comes to like my anxiety and um, things like that. Just because I think that especially as like a rookie or someone new coming into our 
like the world of the NFL, you come in and you think, okay, like you're intimidated, right? You think, oh my gosh, like, are these girls going to like me? And it's not even like that. I think that's like one of the biggest misconceptions of women in the league is that it's like this club where we all have to be perfect and everyone's perfect. Half of these women are going around, have going around to different teams, have kids they're dealing with. There's so much more to it than like what our husbands do at work. And just, I mean, at the end of the day, our husbands are coworkers and we are very blessed with friends and it's like a great group of women and I'm so thankful for it. But I want to, one of the questions that you sent me was like, what, if you would give advice to a rookie Oh, those are the last two questions that I focus on because those are huge, most important questions okay, of okay. every episode. Okay, you well, can wait. go go ahead. I was thinking about it, and I was like, I, I wasn't with Wyatt his rookie year, but when I started dating him, I'm technically I would feel like a rookie, right? Like it was my first year in this world, and I think that the like the biggest advice I would give to someone is not to take things personal because I remember I was so I'm also just I'm a I'm a sensitive person. I'm a people pleaser. You know, I just want every, I want everybody to love me. And I think I took things so personal my first year because you want to be liked, you want to be part of this group. And, you know, everyone has things going on. Like just because you're not invited to this or you're not included in this, like there's so much more to it. I don't, I don't know. I'm sure some teams can be clicky, but I just took so many things personal and it's not that serious. Like if I could tell any new, like rookie or younger girl. Yeah. That's like such a basic way of saying it. Don't take things personal, but, and it's so much easier said than done, but yeah, you'll just end up hurting yourself more, you know, because I just, like I said, there's more to it than just, you don't have to be, there's more to it than just being girlfriends with everyone. Like we're here because our husbands work together and this is our lives and there's more to it than football. You know? Yeah. And you agree? Oh, I absolutely agree. Um, be, I haven't been super close to any of the groups. I was with the Jets, which was really nice and still mm-hmm. talk to them. Haven't seen a couple of them in years, but if I saw them again, it would be just just the same. But the only other close groups that we had or group that I had was in Houston, having that group of friends. And sometimes you don't know the new women that come on the team because it happens in the middle of season. And sometimes yeah. you don't like, it's so easy to look up their Instagram, but maybe you didn't know the guy was on the team. So you can't look up his Instagram to see if he has a significant other or girlfriend wife. Right. So it's, I've had it where I follow as many people as I can on my, the podcast page. So I can see what's happening, reach out, yeah. do whatever to maybe connect people. But sometimes you just don't know the person is there, especially if it's mid season. So yeah. Because if the guys don't, I mean, yeah, if the team doesn't notify you or if the guys don't tell the guys, how would we even know? So, yeah, it's not always personal. Everybody's got stuff going on. And if you're in the middle of season, even you fall into a little bit of a rhythm where, oh, there's maybe a month left. Oh, there's a couple weeks left. Like, I I need to pack up. I need to prepare for this. I'm not like, oh, I'm not going to talk to her because she seems like a terrible person. It's oh, I'm caught up in the routine that we established for however many months that we were here. So that's a really good piece of advice. Don't take things personally. Well, and not to mention COVID like made everything so much harder. Like I remember like we had to like sneak around just to even go to dinner. It was like so annoying. And I'm sure other teams, certain teams are worse than others, but, and I know 
it was all for a reason. Um, but that was really hard. And I think that a lot of women probably felt really lonely. Mm-hmm. People in general did during COVID. It was very sad. But I think that in our world, people felt really lonely. And um, yeah, because we couldn't do anything. What, where were, in 2020, 2020, where were you mostly when like during during all that stuff, we were with the Texans. I think he was there 2019 to 20, 20, no, he was there two seasons. So 2021. Okay. So that was, was like the most so consistent. Fast. Yeah. That was the one that was most consistent and where he got to play the first time after two years and like had 101 yards and got a touchdown and then yes. next year release for no, for no reason. You know, it's the politics of how the whole thing works. Cutthroat, yes. Cutthroat. So that that was tough for the women who that was their first year. I still talked to one of them. That was her first year. We had Bible studies over um, Zoom and stuff like that. So we did what we could. But oh, I love that y'all did that. I'm I love doing that and just talking. You know, having the the book. What what's it called? Increase Women. I believe is the book that we get. Did you have you ever been to PAO? No, I want to though. Oh my gosh. I was going to bring that up with something else we were talking about earlier, but um, it is amazing. If it's something that you guys are interested in, we, I mean, it's amazing. We would love to sponsor you guys. Cause like we were sponsored last year. It was our first year going and it was incredible. So I think every year they switch off. It's either West coast or East coast. And this year it was in Miami. So next year it'll be closer to you. It will be like San Diego or something. And um, it's so amazing. It's like, you know, it's a faith-based conference, but it's like basically a couple, it's really like a couple's retreat kind of. And it's for people who are, I mean, there were singles there too, but it's mainly people who are dating, engaged, married, any of those. And I mean, it was just, yeah, I can't say enough good things, but it was amazing. But I bet that book was from that because it was the in- increase. Increase women, I believe is yeah. what it was called. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it was I nice. love that. Yeah, I want to do, I know Bible studies are really big with a lot of different teams, so hopefully we can get back up on that this year. But yes, you should definitely look into PAO. It was incredible. It's just nice to meet other women from different teams, like maybe that you won't meet in the future. That's another thing. I I, um, met, yeah, like multiple women. Oh yeah, PAO, I probably met more from, yeah, from other teams than obviously I ever have because we, I've really only been in Cleveland. Um, but that's where I saw um, Channon and what is her? Juwan. Juwan, yes. They were there. Yeah. They yeah, were she awesome. mentioned that they were going actually yeah. on, on her episode. So that's awesome. I was like, oh my gosh. Well, we were in the elevator one day. She probably doesn't even remember me. But we were in the elevator one day and I was like, are y'all going upstairs to make a TikTok? <laughs> and she was like, we need to. And I'm like, you go, girl. It's a business. It is, I mean, the way that they do it, they it is a kill business. They it. Yes. They have a lot of followers. She well, knows what she's doing. Yes, she does. And she's very good at it. And I think, like you said before, I bet you, I'm sure she knows, but I'm sure like 80% of their followers aren't even football fans. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a, I don't know, what, maybe 50-50. But anyway, there it's all these, it's TikTok. You know, it's people on TikTok that are just regular people. It's not just like Saints fans or whatever, because they just, it, they make... I'm sure a lot of people know, obviously, that he plays football because that's the joke. Yeah. But they just do such a good job. I know I keep talking about them, but I just think they're great. Well, she even said that people, more people recognize him from TikTok than they do from football. 
probably. TikTok is huge. It's crazy how big it yeah. is, especially for women. I mean, that's what her her piece of advice. I don't know if it was her ending piece of advice, but she's like, everybody who's in the league, the league, go make a TikTok. Even if you think your life isn't interesting, it is. People want to see it. So if you're in the league, share whatever you want to share. Don't be don't because that's the thing I found too is maybe I tried to like pick one certain thing like oh you need a brand you need to tailor it to a specific audience but mine was like I guess all my stuff is encompassed in silly me looking stupid me acting dumb me like posting ugly pictures of myself so that I guess quote can be my brand but it just came to where if that's actually what you do in your day-to-day life it's easier to create content and to just share stuff because it's actually what you're already doing you're not going out of your way to be a fashion icon if you're wearing yoga pants every day you know whatever you like to do and people are interested because of That's what your other thing. does. She also half the time is in, I mean, she has amazing style like and stuff like that, but half the time she's in just like, you know, t-shirt and whatever. And mm-hmm. it's so relatable. Mm-hmm. A little top bun on your head, you know, like we yes. all do. Yes. If you're working from home, especially, which a lot of people are doing now, especially in the position we're in. That's, That's right. The most attainable thing that you can do for a job because you might say, oh, hey, we're we're getting up and we're moving to a different state this week. I, I'm going to need to postpone the meeting because you can That's do it That's another online. thing. There's such a, like, stigma against um, women in the NFL. Like, oh, you, do you work? Do you not work? Yeah. Do you know how hard it would be to, like, not know where you're going and, like, keep a job somewhere if it wasn't, if it, if it you know, if it wasn't remote? Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. People just don't think about that kind of stuff. That's also the lifestyle that you choose to have, whether you do want to travel mm-hmm. with your significant other or you want to stay at a home base during off season. So and the women I've had on do do that where either they're staying in one place and they go out and visit every now and then or they travel and do something remote. So or, or you're an entrepreneur and you have your own business, which is another big thing because you're like, I can mm-hmm. make my own hours. I can do this from anywhere. And that's a direct product of being in the league and having to figure it out yourself. So there's something to it where. When you don't have to work, let's say if you don't have to work because you don't need the money, but you choose to put yourself out there and do the work. Me, to me, that's huge. That shows motivation. That shows drive. That shows the mentality to want to go out and do it all. That's a big thing. That's I right. Think. You're so, smart. Yeah, appreciate you. Um, and you also, you also have an amazing voice. Thank you so like, much. Uh, for like it's so. Um, <laughs> not like ASMR, but what is it? It's just like it's just nice to listen to soothing you know everybody yeah. hates their voice over you when got they, a like hear a video of themselves I appreciate that yeah I've, I've grown to just be okay with how I sound because you know when everybody like did, at first did you hate it back. I think it just came to the point where I'm like this is how I sound why should I hate it because this is what everyone hears so either they hate me and my voice or you deal with it so no you sound great Thank you. I appreciate that. You sound you sound very smooth and calm and relaxed over Thank you. podcasts. Yeah. Even Thank that you. too. You could be a yoga instructor. Oh my and god. I'll be, maybe. <laughs> I'll I'm be not crazy after. I'm I might come off as calm right now. I'm like actually psycho. Perfect. I'm, we get oh along just fine. It's my anxiety. Okay, so you answered the one of the important questions is the one piece of advice you would give to a rookie wife or girlfriend. So let's round this out with you. How would you say that your overall experience in the NFL has been thus far? I um, have been really blessed. And like I said, you know, we've been in the same place for, for a while, which is really nice. Um, but it's, it has been humbling 
Um, just because people are not always, like, you know, as good to you as you think they're going to be. Um, I think that, but it's, like I said, I mean, we're really blessed. I can't complain about anything. Um, we've been, our team, there's always drama with every, there's all kinds of stuff going on with every team. Um, but, um, yeah, we are, the city that we're in is good. We can drive to our family if we need to. We're only six hours away if we need to hop in the car. Um, it's a small, not, I mean, on the smaller side of cities, blue collar city, people are amazing, so friendly. Um, it kind of, we're from the South, so it a little bit reminds me of that, like that Midwest mentality. Um, but yeah, it's been amazing. And like, just, I think I'm like, I'm so, such a social person and, you know, I had a great group of women that I worked with leading up into going into football. So the best part, and I said this on my Instagram one day at the end of last season, cause I was just in my feelings. The best part is the people that you meet and like, even just meeting you, like now I've made a connection with you and you know, there's so much more to it than football, but yeah, my overall experience has been a blessing and I hope that it lasts for a long time. And I just continue to meet women who inspire me four more years so far. Yeah. Four more years. But I mean, you know, it's, you just never know. I'm also just really realistic. I'm like, I hope four more years, but that's good too. I mean, and it's also a terrible thing to say, but to like, I had Mackenzie Skipper on episode 10. She's like, not to let the highs get too high or the lows get too low. But I'm like, you kind of want to feed into that high because you don't know if it's going to last or when it's going to come. Oh yeah. I soak it all up. Yeah. Yes. Soak up every moment, every feeling, every emotion, every game, every game day outfit, because you don't know when you're going to be able to wear another one. (laughs) Heck yeah. Like I'm buying the shoes. Like I'm, if my girlfriend lets me sit in her suite that she has, I'm sitting in the suite. Like Uh I'm enjoying it. So (laughs) yeah, no complaints over here, but it is, you know, everybody says like NFL, not for long. I mean, you really never know. So in the big scheme of our life, this is such a small time. So, um, yeah, just trying to really enjoy it and enjoy also being um, just me and Wyatt for a while, you know. Yeah. Because there's probably, we'll see if there's babies in our future. Absolutely. Enjoy your time being married, newlyweds. I would consider within the past th- two years, newlyweds, right? Oh, for sure. Yeah. We like just okay. hit a year. We did everything really quick. So, um, yeah, everyone's like, are you pregnant? And I'm like, no, not yet. Just <laughs> trying to plan a COVID wedding. Relax. Let me tell you. Don't come to me. I'll come to you. Yes, that's right. (laughs) All right. I always forget to ask women on my podcast this, but tell us where we can find you on your social media handles, Instagram, TikTok, everything. Oh my gosh. Thank you for asking. Um, I'm not as exciting as you on social media, but (laughs) now I'm inspired. I'm going to try to be. Um, My Instagram is at Carly Whiting Teller. Carly Teller was taken. I don't know who it is, but... um, Whiting is my maiden name, Carly Whiting Teller. On TikTok, I'm Carly Teller. On Twitter, which is um, sadly my most visited platform, I am Carly Teller. Yeah. You're I'm on not Twitter. verified. I'm nothing fancy, but. Twitter is intense. So props to you oh, for even getting on there. Oh, they're the meanest. I know. But you I know what? Like sometimes, I'll, sometimes I'll even post, like, I'm not that good at TikTok, but I'll post a TikTok and it'll be something with Wyatt. And you know, you know how TikTok is. It'll blow up for no reason. Like it's something yeah. random. Yeah. People are so mean. Oh my gosh. You what just have, have to learn to deal with it. I mean, like, again, don't take things personal, rookies. Yep. 
What what have you gotten? Are you open to sharing some of the the rudeness? Oh, it's all like uh, you know, it's always like gold digger, you just want your husband for his money. Um, I mean, that's like the classic thing that people yeah. say. Or like um Oh, I've gotten like some bad stuff. Like, you know, you don't like, have to share if you don't want. I was just curious. Like, are, yeah, it's just like a lot of stuff about like appearance, like really mean mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's nasty. But I, but I've heard people, like girls on TikTok and stuff, talk about this. Like, you kind of have to have a, a pretty strong backbone to because it's just it's the way it is. Like, I think like yeah, that's just how they are, and it's always like user. Eight five three six seven eight nine. Yeah. Like, and I'm like, is this a girl that didn't like me in high school? I didn't even think about that, but a lot of times they're like older. They are like dads and Gross. moms. The dads love to to mess with the women. I've got some stories from other people, and just whenever I see somebody say like "gold digger," you're only good at swiping his credit card. I'm like, That's oh, yeah, so I get that all used. the time. So used. Come up it's with something like, more original. Why do you have feelings? You, your husband makes money. Okay. Yeah. Well, like, I also I, have crippling anxiety, so leave me alone. So let's talk about me first. Yeah, Greg, let's talk about me for a second on my page. Thank you, Greg. Get off. They they attack you through. Yeah. I feel like they might even like you get some of it from your husband because he doesn't have social media. And I think oh, Kelly. Yeah, and they feel the like they thing. can reach me. Mm-hmm. And, and him through you. Oh, 100%. Yeah. No, Kelly Stafford is like a badass and she can like, she, I mean, she can take it. She's, you know what I mean? I need to channel her. Yes. And I, I haven't listened to her podcast. I should, but you know, when the pretzel pretzel thing happened, I'm like, you know what? He was probably saying some nasty stuff oh, about uh, her husband. Sure. I'm like, I might've done a little bit more than throw a pretzel at this guy. Cause I hear what they say to the guys on the field. I'm like, why are you allowed to talk like this to me and to my husband? And I can't pretzels. They're different, but I can't do anything about it. You just have to sit there and take it. It's, yes. it's horrible. Especially the quarterback's wives and girlfriends significant others I just I'm like I said I'm like my best friend her husband is a quarterback and so I'm super sensitive to the whole topic just because I see what she I mean they it's insane I remember last year we had a couple games where we didn't win or just something something stupid and um I mean they were getting death threats it was like and then of course that was all over the news it was just insane like the things that people say to her it's awful it's really bad and uninvited things even if you don't put yourself Mm -hmm. out there people seek you out and find you for just living yes so sometimes it does make me appreciate just like the small little bubble of people that follow me you know yeah there's definitely a price that comes with it but again you can't take it personal especially that because no one knows what we're really going through Uh you know all right is there anything else that I didn't touch on that you would like to say before we close out your episode I'd always love to be an outlet for people if they want to reach out to me. Um, I have a very, um, I can provide a safe space is what I'm trying to say. Um, women, not just, you know, NFL women, but just anyone who's in a position like ours that feels like they're not related to, or they're not heard. Um, I'm very open about, like I said, like, or not just experiences I've been through and my mental health and things I deal with every day. And so if anyone ever wants to message me or reach out to me, I am an open book about my life and I will be very confidential and can talk to anyone about stuff. Cause chances are, I've probably 
I mean, I haven't been threatening, but I can probably relate. So let me know. DM me. Well, thank you for coming on, Carly, and really yeah. opening up and being open and having, you know, the the courage to come out and talk about the things that you've gone through and even offer, like you just said, a safe space for other people, not just in the league, but for anybody else going through the same thing and, and just for sharing all about your life and how you've felt in the league thus far. So thank you for coming on. It's been great. Thank you for having me. I honestly feel so honored. It's been nice. Like I said, I feel it's nice to talk to you and feel normal. And um, I've really been missing this interaction with people like you. So thank you. Of course. Yeah. The season can't come soon enough, right? Get the ladies all together again. Oh, it'll be here before we know it. Thank you for listening to episode 31 of the NF Ladies podcast with guest Carly Teller. My intro and outro music called Not Ready Yet is written, produced, and sung by my friend Kira Grove. Again, my name is Bryce Watts, and I'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.